Would you like me to seduce you? That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, he walks in a month. Why is the rum always Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It's a trap! What's up, celluloid fiends? Tonight we are trying out the Samson CO1U Pro. Thank you very much to Samson for hooking us up with this mic to test out, and check out cupofmode.com for the full review. Hey guys, welcome to the Celluloid Fiends podcast. I'm your host, Mo Long. You can follow me at Mitchell C. Long on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my writings on film and a lot more at cupofmo.com. And as always, I have my fantastic co-hosts. Hey, what's up, Lloyd Fiends? This is Gabriel Orto. If you also want to, go to our Facebook page and give us a like. As always, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And we would also really appreciate if you checked us out on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast app and subscribed and left us a review. So tonight we are talking about the 1979 classic, The Warriors. It's directed by Walter Hill with a screenplay by Walter Hill and David Shaber. It's based on the Saul Urich novel of the same name. It had a budget of $4 million and made $22.5 million at the box office. It sits at an 89% critic rating and an 88% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. The plot for the Warriors follows Cyrus, the leader of the Gramercy Riffs, New York City's most powerful gang. Cyrus calls a meeting of the city's gangs and asks that they send nine unarmed delegates to Van Cortlandt Park. A small gang from Coney Island, the Warriors, attends. At the meeting, Cyrus proposes a plan to call a truce among the gangs and instead of fighting amongst each other, work together to control New York City because they outnumber the cops. However, Luther, the leader of the Rogues, another gang in New York, murders Cyrus and blames it on the Warriors. In the aftermath, the Warriors' leader, Cleon, is killed by the Rifts, and the Warriors flee. Unaware that they've been blamed for Cyrus's death, the Warriors soon discover their misfortune, which prompts a race to make it back to the refuge of Coney Island. So, Gabe, you picked this movie. What made you pick The Warriors? I picked The Warriors because it's one of my favorite movies. I've loved this movie since I was a kid. It's definitely in my top ten favorite movies. Okay, so what makes The Warriors one of your favorite films? I just love the storyline and the whole aspect of going through the boroughs of New York City and trying to get home alive. I love that whole concept. And the fact that they get home and it's just as shitty at home as it was in the rest of the city. Like, he's like, this is what we come home to. It's kind of like a... A fucked up situation, Moen. I thought that it was it's really well portrayed by the actors and the storyline and um the gangs are really interesting to look at. Everything is really interesting to look at in this movie. That is very true. 
there were so many elements that were fascinating to look at. Like the, I love the filming locations. The gangs are all very unique. Uh, like the baseball furies, and then there were the hi hats. Who were the weird mimes? Yeah, there's a t- there's in in the warriors lore, um, coinciding with the video game. Also, the movie and the video game. I think there's a list of twenty one gangs. Not all of those were shown directly in, in, in the, the film. Movie, right. Not all of them were shown directly in the film. But there was at least 21 gangs listed. With the Saracens, the Savage Huns, the Hi-Hats, the Boppers, the Electric Eliminators, and so on. That was one of my favorite scenes was at the beginning, the gathering of all the gangs. Yeah. And from there it really sets the tone of the movie. Because these aren't the traditional gangs that you think of. They were kind of wacky and oddball. And it almost reminded me of A Clockwork Orange in a bit. Yeah. It's like all the gangs have like an outfit. It's not like gangs these days where you just wear you want to and you just wear a certain color. They all have like a certain thing they wear. Like a certain get up like, like the Furies. Or they just like mimes. Or they dress like Huns and stuff. Like the Savage Huns. Like I don't know. Like they have like a weird outfit. And the, the Warriors have those vests. And there was that one scene when the warriors come face to face with another gang, kind of this ragtag gang, the orphans. Yeah, and they're all wearing like the the puke green shirts. They that reminded me of fucking uh, Shaggy from Scooby Doo, which uh, I thought that was kind of funny. That's all I could think of when I saw them, and they were just like total misfits. And the warriors themselves weren't all that impressive. It was like this group of kind of misfits. But they seemed far more competent than the orphans. Like, um, if you... I, I, I might get in a little bit of detail about this. Like, some people may have not played it, but there was a video game that came out in either 2005 or 2006 by Rockstar Games. It gets into detail on how the Warriors got to where they were and how they got invited to the conclave and how they started they were a small gang there was there's actually about 120 members to the warriors but only nine of them are shown in the movie because they only asked for nine delegates from each gang to come to the conclave warriors is actually all about 120 people that's quite a bit and that explains one of the questions that i was mulling over as we were watching it which was cyrus says something to the effect of the gangs outnumber the cops five to one and it totally makes sense that there are more members instead of just the nine delegates but uh i think it would have been interesting to meet some of those other characters in the film at the same time that would have been a lot to pack into this movie where quite a bit happens already yeah I think that this whole conclave set the story in motion with the nine with the nine people from each gang, and I think just following those characters was enough for this. Now, if they were to perhaps make a series about the warriors, then we could get more into detail about that. That's kind of like 
what I liked about the video game, you got to learn more about how the warrior was formed, how the warriors were formed, the other gangs in the city. You got to learn a lot about the the warriors' lore. So, reportedly, a TV series was actually pitched, and this was in July of 2016. According to Deadline, the Rousseau brothers said that they were working with Paramount Television and Hulu for a reimagined version of The Warriors. And Frank Baldwin had signed on to write the series. Now, here's my... When it comes to The Warriors, they've tried pitching different ideas for The Warriors several times. And I didn't hear about the series pitch... But what I like, I've heard like the three or four pitches they tried to make, they tried to make with a new Warriors movie, and they always want to take it out of New York City and put it in Los Angeles, and I feel like that's a bad idea because like the whole mystique of the Warriors is going through the boroughs of New York City, but it's all like I feel like that's them just trying to save money also because they can save more money if they film in Los Angeles. Okay. That I was about to ask you why why they'd moved to Los Angeles. I guess that makes sense. But I, I totally agree. I think a lot of the charm to this film is this race through the boroughs. Especially to get back to Coney Island, right? Yeah. Because it's like a gang from Coney Island. It almost sounds like a joke. Right. Uh, so I want to dig into the video game a little bit. Talk Talk a little bit about the lore that comes up in the video game and does that relate to the book at all is it more faithful to the novel um i haven't read the novel i know there is a novel and i know there's differences between the game the novel and the book um so i can't say anything to the novel's effect but i can say that i can get into it a little bit the warrior starts out with um cleon who is the um the leader of the warriors Who's actually, like, he, in the beginning of the film, he's proposed, he, you think he dies or he's beat up by the rifts. And it starts off with him with another gang in Coney Island called the Destroyers. And the Destroyers are the one gang in Coney Island. And eventually he just gets fed up with it and he leaves. He leaves the Destroyers and he goes to start his own thing. And it's about their war with the Destroyers. And eventually they take over the Destroyers clubhouse. They they take over Coney Island. And the, the and, and Coney Island becomes the Warriors territory. Then they start going and they start like increasing their rep. Getting members. Starting fights. Just random things to get bigger and their reputation to get better in in New York City and by the time that the conclave was announced they had about 120 members and they were still they're like that small in the warriors world like some game like the rifts apparently have like thousands of members so that's still a blip on their radar but they were doing so good in Coney Island they sent them the invite Did you have a favorite gang from the film? Um, 
I'm a big fan of the the baseball furies, and I'm also a big fan of the Lizzies. I really liked the Lizzies. That was another one of my favorite scenes was when the warriors roll up, and at this point, like they they fought with the cops, they realized that every gang in New York is out to get them, and. They think they're safe. They get to the Lizzie's hideout and they're all thinking they're going to get laid. But it's so obvious to the audience what's going on. And Rembrandt, one of the warriors, does seem cognizant that something's not quite right. So they were one of my favorite gangs for that reason. Uh, Did you have a favorite character? Um, One of my favorite characters is I actually love Rembrandt. He's a great character. He always seems very in tune of the attitude of the room. And who and what's not to like about Swan, you know? Yeah. The Rembrandt was was also my favorite character for similar reasons. Like when they're in the Lizzie's hideout, Verbin and uh Coaches are just completely oblivious. And Rembrandt's just kinda looking around and you can tell he doesn't exactly know what's going on, but he knows something's about to go down. I, I also had a least favorite. Who? Ajax. Well, Ajax... Fucking Ajax. Ajax plays that character because... That way, because... When... The thing... When he gets arrested... And, and it's kind of like... He's like the character that you want to get caught... He is. Like, I think I clapped when that happened. I loved that scene because you were just done with Ajax from that moment. Uh, and he was just way too rapey. He was way too aggressive with the woman. He was just... He always wanted to be the leader, and he always wanted to take charge, and he always wanted to get girls and he, he did not have the best interest of the warriors at hand and there's always a guy like that always not necessarily rapey but there's always a guy that's like the bad influence right lack of foresight right and he was definitely that character and the the actor i thought he played that character very well like, you, from the first moment you meet ajax you're supposed to dislike him and you do Right. So I was, I was impressed with how he played that character off. I also enjoyed the hi-hats a lot. Because, kind of getting back to what we were talking about earlier, the mimes were just such a unique gang. And there was kind of this retro-futurism in the film, which I enjoyed a lot. And it, it like I mentioned earlier, it reminded me a bit of A Clockwork Orange, but I appreciated how it didn't quite feel as ag- aggressive as A Clockwork Orange. Right. Like, that's a movie I can appreciate that it's very well done. But I really didn't like A Clockwork Orange all that much. Just because the rape scenes are just too... They're, they're way too realistic. And some of the violence in there gets to be a bit much. It can be. Um, but I just thought that it was masterfully made the, a clockwork orange right no i agree with that you, you can't knock it for uh 
being poorly made because it's very well done. But it's one of those movies like, okay, I can watch this, but I think I can go watch something else. Right. And interestingly, I want to dig into this a little bit more, but the book of the Warriors is very different from the film. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned, though, that the Warriors was one of your top ten favorite films. What are the other nine? Oh, I can't, I can't just give lists like that. Um, I mean, you're the one who said it. I, it's just a like I said it just as a <laughs> saying. <laughs> All right, we'll let you off the hook this time. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna keep talking about the Warriors. You're standing right now with nine delegates from a hundred gangs. And there's over a hundred more. That's 20,000 hardcore members. 40,000 counting affiliates. And 20,000 more not organized, but ready to fight. 60,000 soldiers. Now, there ain't but 20,000 police in the whole town. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Hey guys, we're back and we're talking about the Warriors. Let's dig into the book a little bit. Alright. So, from my understanding, neither of us have actually read the fucking book. So this will be interesting diving into it. But the book has a lot more violence in it. Yes. And I think it actually has some rapes that occur in it. And... One of the bigger changes was also the ending. So the ending of the book just sounded super depressing with the Warriors get back to Coney and nothing has changed in their lives. And that's sort of true of the film, but it has a bit more of a positive outlook. It's kind of like a more subtle way of putting it than the book did. I do know the ending of the book. It's like one of the Warriors goes home and his... And his mom is banging her boyfriend while his baby sister cries. And then he goes out on the fire escape in his apartment. He cries and sucks his thumb. And that's just super depressing. Did you like the overall tone of the film? Or do you wish that it had been a bit darker like the book? I feel for 1979... It did a good job of giving the tone it needed to have at that time. I feel if it was remade, we maybe could have explored a, a little bit of a darker tone and maybe a darker ending, but I feel like it was good for the time and it kind of... Everything was pretty... Su- like the in, the sev- in the 70s, they liked to end things with the subtle details. And a lot of great movies are made that way with subtle details. And I did like the subtle details because after we watched the film, we watched this video 
explaining some of the differences in the book and the film. And the book was actually based on Agathocles. Yeah, which was a, a Greek myth. Yeah, it was a Greek. It was a Greek uh, Greek mythology story. And there were some subtleties in the film that kind of call to mind that idea especially I, th- I thought the beach scene at the end yes and even just the theatrical way that cyrus is preaching to the the delegates from the different gangs and his garb there he's wearing this robe which kind of has that retrofuturism but also kind of feels as though it's taken from some sort of mythology well as it said in this video and I'm sure Mo could probably link it or do something with it, that the character in the book, Cyrus's character, is called Cyrus in an Abbasis. Um, but in the book, he's Ishmael. But in the movie, he's Cyrus. So it kind of... The movie kind of took from the old mythology instead of the book in that case. And we watched the... It was the director's cut? Yes. So one thing I thought was a little weird, and I have mixed feelings on, it was the way that it was broken up with these comic book pages. So on the one hand, I did like how that brought the film closer to its roots in literature, but it wasn't actually based on a graphic novel. Right. So, I thought that was a really unusual choice. Did you appreciate that aspect? I feel like the director of The Warriors wanted the film to more represent a comic book version of what would ha- of what would happen in the book. And I think when they offered to do a director's cut, he did certain things to kind of put the emphasis on that and apparently hill actually wanted orson wells to do some sort of narrated introduction about the greek themes but the studio didn't like that idea and so they refused to pay for it i actually think that would have been kind of neat to have yeah i I think that would have put a little bit of more icing on the cake i love this movie but i thought that would have been real nice yeah and it would have kind of just made some of those subtleties a little bit more obvious yeah because all the greek themes in it i realized after the fact and after we watched that video uh so i i would have appreciated some sort of narration there um do you think if this were remade like we were talking about earlier, that it would fare well? I think it would fare well. I think that just the fact that this movie is such a cult classic, it would fare decent. A lot of people love this movie. Interestingly, that's why I think it wouldn't fare that well. Just because it is a cult classic, and there would be such a high bar set already, that... You could either just basically remake the same movie and people would complain that it wasn't different at all, or you could change it substantially and there would be complaints that 
you'd change to classic. Right. I, I think it would work better in a different format than a film. Like the, a TV show. Right. I think that a TV show could possibly be a good idea and maybe expand more on the story and more on the world that they live in. And another thing is I think a video game, like another video game I think could fare well. Kind of expand the Warriors universe in that regard. And I I don't recall if there actually was one, but I if this is something that, and maybe it's just because of the kind of comic book panels that are in the film, but I feel like The Warriors is a story that would work really well as a graphic novel. Oh, I'm sure. I'm surprised that, to my knowledge, it has not been adapted into one, which I'm actually a little surprised about. Let's let's play the remake game a little bit. So, if this were remade into a film or show, who would you choose to direct it? Ooh. Hmm. Possibly. J.J. Abrams. Abrams, I think, would do a really good job with that. I'm going to go with Robert Rodriguez. I, I liked what he did with Sin City and Planet Terror and Machete and some stuff like that, as well as... Like, from Dusk Till Dawn. We can just kind of ignore that he directed the Spy Kids films. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he could give kind of a similar vibe to the Warriors that he did to something like Sin City. But, yeah, this is kind of one that I that I hope doesn't get remade. Uh, do you think a sequel could have worked? Yes. I think a sequel could have worked more than a remake. What? Okay, so where would the sequel go? I just think that the sequel would just... It would take place, obviously, after um, the Warriors um, go through this thing. And it would start off as the word gets out about how the Warriors came overcame this big feat and how like how badass they are and like the repercussions of of what they did because it can be good and bad people trying to take their spot stuff like that people testing them um i thought that that would be a good idea i think also um what with the with what the video game kind of did i i think that a prequel could have worked also Agreed. I think uh, I would enjoy seeing a prequel or a sequel to this much more than a remake. Oh, yeah. So that, that would be really interesting. It would also be, I think, difficult to pick that up so many years after the Warriors came out. Yeah. I mean, for one, you'd be using a different cast of characters, which I guess if it's a prequel or a sequel, that doesn't necessarily matter as much. But I think the biggest part would just be the styling of it. It's hard to capture that 70s style. New York was a dirty, like, not a necessarily dirtier place, but a more dangerous place back in the late 70s, early 80s, which is what kind of made the environment of the Warriors. 
after um, 9-11 happened, they cleaned up a lot of New York City. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned kind of the grimy state of New York in this. Because I loved the filming locations. Uh, I, I liked a lot of the scenes in the subway. Uh, I liked seeing the Warriors like go to Union Square and like Cortland Park. Did you, did you have a favorite location that they went to? I think it's the park they used in the very first... One of the very first scenes. Also, a lot of people don't know that it was either for TV... There was an alternate opening to the movie where they basically go through the whole, the whole thing where they're talking to each other. But it's in front of their, um, their clubhouse in Coney Island and it takes place during the daytime and it's a big warehouse with warriors spray painted on the front of it. And they've used this warehouse for pictures and stuff like that, but... I think that is a neat location, too. I wish they would have used that in the final cut of the film more, but I think they just used it for on TV or some kind of alt, just as an alternate beginning to the movie. That would that would be, that would have been kind of cool. I'm kind of surprised that wasn't used, except for in, like, a TV version of it. Uh, so, getting back to the styling a little bit, I feel like... The kind of grimy, run-down New York image in this is something that you also see in some of the films like Basket Case or Frankenhooker by like Frank Hennenlauter. And also in Wolfen, which just takes it to a complete extreme with like these bombed-out-looking buildings, and you're like, where the fuck is this supposed to be set? And also movies like Street Trash. Yes. Oh God, fucking street trash. Yeah, I don't know where that movie. I forgot where that movie takes place, but it's very much a grimy, dingy area, <laughs> and it just showed. And it's not even necessarily in New York. It was like the country was like in a grimy despair almost. Like I know, um, they live takes place in California, but it it, it just shows how grimy and awful things were in the area at the time it's like homeless villages the people are, are not well off and and it's very easy to see from the public eye and about what you were saying earlier i think it's just another one of the reasons you couldn't have the warriors set almost anywhere except for new york like look, look at all the movies filmed in la like you just can't capture that same element right. anywhere else uh, and and especially just going through all the boroughs because they're so recognizable exactly I did love kind of early on in the film before the warriors figure out what's going on when they get on the train they're like oh we'll just ride this all the way back to Coney yeah exactly me and you were joking we're like and it went back to Coney and that was the end of the movie <laughs> it would be so much different and the just whole a... movie is just them having a conversation on the subway <laughs> ride home the Warriors, directed by the Coen Brothers. Because <laughs> that's like totally what the Coen Brothers would have done with this fucking movie. It would have just been an uneventful train ride. 
of this gang like riding back, but it would have been very entertaining. Right. Quirky characters keep getting on and off. Been, like having conversations and finding out <laughs> life stories about each other and really bonding. <laughs> I mean, not gonna lie, I'd watch it. I, I'm, I'd watch it too. I think it would be absolutely hilarious. So as as a film, The Warriors feels very unique to me. It was. Can you think of any film that seems close to this movie? We've mentioned it before. I'll say A Clockwork Orange. Okay. There, there's some similarities, but they just still feel very different. Right. I think The Warriors. Try, trying to compare it to another movie is kind of hard. And the only reason I can compare it to A Clockwork Orange is kind of that retrofuturism that we were talking about earlier. The Warriors is really hard to compare to other movies. It, it You know, it was a very retrofuturist film. <laughs> uh, so, one thing I read, actually, was that... Which I wanted to mention was that Gang Advisors were actually called to help avoid real gangs. Really? Yeah. Um, because it's about dangerous gangs in New York, and it just feels very ironic that gang advisors were using this movie to avoid actual gangs. Right? But I mean, I guess it makes sense. There were real gangs in New York at the time of filming. Exactly. And I feel like most of the actors in this film would not have fared very well in a fight against a real gang. Maybe some of them would. Uh, you don't You don't know what their past were like, Mo. Ajax probably would have tried to get in a fucking fight with one yeah, of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I thought the soundtrack... We didn't really get to talk about this much yet, but I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Oh, I love the soundtrack. Uh, and weirdly, it doesn't seem like as much as the Warriors does get talked about, you don't really hear much buzz about the soundtrack. It was, it was kind of an underappreciated element. So one of the most famous scenes, though, is that Warriors come out to play scene. And I, I can't quite figure out why that has become so well known. Because it's, right. it's not necessarily a crucial moment. I mean, like, it's in the finale, it's in the third act. But why do you think that has become kind of the trademark of this movie? I feel like it's almost like the final hurdle. It's the final battle, almost, after a night of absolute terror in their eyes. And I think that Luther clacking the bottles in the car is almost like death taunting them and like if you look at the patch of the rogues it actually has like a grim reaper type character so i think it's almost like death trying to taunt them and that was a that was a very appropriate gang for luther to be from because he did kind of go rogue there right when he killed cyrus and that was a really interesting decision to me. Especially, like, I remember the first time I watched this. At the end, I was expecting there to be some sort of deep-rooted motivation for Luther killing Cyrus. And for blaming the warriors. And instead, 
He just says, nah, I don't like it. And, like, I feel like the ro- like, as I said, I feel like the rogues can kind of represent death at sometimes because death comes sometimes when you least expect it and for no apparent reason. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that interpretation. That was something I hadn't thought of at all. But uh, I dig it. I'm not sure if it's intentional, but... It's a, it's a different like it. viewpoint. Yeah. No, that's a good thought. So with that, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to keep talking about the Warriors. Uh, Walter Hill's movie is based on Sol Yurik's book. The book was itself based on an ancient Greek story called Anabases. That story tells the tale of Xenophon, the soldier who also wrote the story, and an army of 10,000 mercenaries stranded in a foreign land, undertaking a difficult trek back to their homes. So are we going to get our first What's the Difference a toi? A disparity three-way? A nasty contrasty? A triple romance variance? Yeah, kind of. Yes. Eh, but not really. Oh, I still dig it. I knew you would. Well, let's start with the novel, shall we? Sol Yurik begins painting a detailed portrait of life in New York. The title The Warriors doesn't refer to a particular gang, but to gang members in general. We get to meet several different groups in order to get a sense of the politics of gang life and the hierarchy employed by each. For example, our main characters are members of the Coney Island Dominators, a gang that uses family dynamics to establish its ranks. The leader, Arnold, is the father, his lieutenant, Hector, is the uncle, and all the rest, Pinton, Bimbo, Lunkface, Dewey, and the junior, well, they're all brothers. While those names are undeniably super cool names for fictional gang members, literally none of them are in the movie. The main characters in the film are in a gang called the Warriors, and while they're from Coney Island as well, their names are Cleon, Swan, Ajax, Rembrandt, and Cowboy. Wow, those are cool names. Warriors, come out to play. Warriors, come out to play. Hey guys, we're back and we are talking about the 1979 film The Warriors. I know this is one of your favorite movies, Gabe, but is there anything you don't like about it? Um, I know it was a different time. There's some words that are used in this movie that aren't quite PC. I kind of... Give it up to the time they shot the film. I don't like that too much, but there's nothing really I can do about it. Um, yeah, and that was even something we talked about while we were watching it. There were just some moments that we just looked at each other, and I was like, this is not PC. No. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you have to not condone it, but just kind of realize, all right, it was a different time. There's nothing we can do about it now. Right. Let's just appreciate the very well done aspects of this film. Exactly. And, exactly. And 
look at it through the lens of, all right, I guess this was acceptable at the time. Good thing it's not now. Are there any other movies with gangs that you really enjoyed? Um, I'm trying to think. This is at a Clockwork Orange. I really like that movie. It has gangs in it. Gangs of New York. <laughs> I mean, fucking classic right there, right? Um, I I really like Goodfellas. The Godfather. Yeah, I mean, Godfather is a fucking classic right there. Um, Godfather Two, obviously. Um, uh, and Godfather Three, the classic that it is. Oh yes, <laughs> the great and fantastic masterpiece that is The Godfather Three. I was thinking more like Clusterfuck or yeah, Shitstorm. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, American Gangster was one that I thought was kind of underrated. I, I liked that one a lot, and uh, of course, I don't think we can talk about movies with gangs without the reviewed classic Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, um, Belly. I haven't seen Belly. Um, I loved New Jack City, though. I like New Jack City also. Um, trying to think of other ones. Hmm. Menace to Society. Oh. I mean, that's a, that's a classic. It's not necessarily gangs. It's just like a ragtag group of disenfranchised youth, basically. But I feel like at the core of it, that's what a gang is. Right. For the most part. Uh, one that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. Um, let's not forget the classic and wonderful musical, A West Side Story. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I fucking love A West Side Story. That's a, that's a great play right there. Yeah, it is. And Gabe here is actually... Not only a celluloid fiend, but a theater fiend. I, I do like theater very <laughs> much so. My mother has season tickets to the theater, and I attend on the regular. So let's let's take a quick tangent here from talking about the Warriors. What are some of your favorite plays? Whew. Um, Rent, obviously Phantom of the Opera. Jesus Christ Superstar, Aida, I'm trying to think of some others, Godspell. I really liked Wicked. I'm not the biggest fan of Wicked, honestly. Hmm. See, I just, I love the Wizard of Oz universe. Specifically, the Wizard of Oz was good, but I have a very soft spot in my heart for Return to Oz. And so I, I like the continuation of that universe. I also love My Fair Lady. That is one of my favorites right there. I also am a big fan of Fiddler on the Roof. Mm, Sweeney Todd? Yes. Gotta love Sweeney Todd. <laughs> uh, I still haven't seen the movie, but I ended up watching a play a few years back. And I was very impressed. Um, Miss Saigon. Les Mis is also another one of my favorites. It was a, a musical that... Um, I think recently was back on Broadway for a little bit called The Secret Garden. That was another mm. one of my favorites growing up as a child. As a child, my mother um, kind of made me listen to musicals in the car, and I kind of fell in love with musicals. 
It's just weird to say, but I do like musicals. Oh, another great musical, Book of Mormon. Oh, that was one that really spoke to me a lot because I spent some time in Sierra Leone, and when I was there, I encountered these this group of Mormons on a mission there. And so it kind of like paralleled a little bit, not to the full extent of the play, but it kind of paralleled the play a little bit. So it's just very concrete for me. Uh, a, a lot of the humor in it felt very real because of that experience. That was that was one that I really loved, and I, I kind of hope uh, Trey and Matt return to the stage a little bit. I also really like um, the not-as-well-known sequel to Phantom of the Opera called Love Never Dies. I heard very mixed reviews of that and did not end up seeing it. But I, Phantom of the Opera is one I love, and it wasn't the first play I ever saw, but it was one of the plays that I saw early on in life, which I feel like really stuck with me and helped me to appreciate theater. So getting back to the Warriors, sometimes films are adapted into plays. Do you think this is one of those movies that could work on stage? Not as a musical, but as a play, I think it could work. Agreed. It's like, this This could totally work as a play, but where the fuck would you put musical numbers in there, and what would they be? Um, they could probably do In the City, if they really wanted to push it. <laughs> like, a musical <laughs> chorus of In the City, or um, Love is a Fire, okay. Nowhere to Run, Nowhere to Hide. Just to name a few, but I just don't, I can't see it as a musical, even though they have those great songs on the soundtrack, I just, I can't see it. No. I just can't see, like, the warriors, like, in the middle of the fight, just, like, breaking out in the song. I think that would just be very disruptive, and to me it wouldn't fit with the overall tone. I think that it could do well as a stage play though yeah no that's something I, I could easily see almost like a west side story but without the musical numbers exactly yeah no i think that would actually work well i would go see that i would definitely go see that so why don't we rate this all right this was your pick this is my pick and I said this is one of my favorite movies. So I gotta give it a top-notch rating, Mo. This is the first movie I'm giving this to, Mo. I'm giving it the five. The five-star rating. The five-finger death punch. No, oh, don't even mention that. That band's awful. <laughs> I'm giving it the five-star rating. And so why a five? This movie I loved so much growing up. It's really hard to pick apart. Everything's so unique about it, Mo. And I can't... Other than the little on pc that you kind of chop up to it being a different time, like, this movie is a, what I like to call unfuckwittable. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best. 
it's one of the best gang movies of all time, in my eyes. This movie is fantastic. It's so fantastic that people reference it in other movies, in, in, in music, and in other things like that. So for that reason, this movie is superstar status, so it gets as many stars as it can get out of me, five stars. That's high praise, and very well deserved. I, I love this movie. I think it is my favorite gang movie. I, I liked a lot of the cinematography in there, a lot of the shots of kind of grimy New York. For the most part, aside from fucking Ajax, it's a, it's a cast of characters that you can get, really get behind. And I like that kind of nihilism that Luther exhibits. And the retrofuturism, which permeates the entire film. So I'm going to have to give this one a four. I ended up taking the rating down a little bit just because of some of the non-PC stuff in there, which again, got to get past that to enjoy the film, but it's still there. Uh, but more more so, I talk about Star Off just because it feels like way too rapey in parts. Thankfully not Clockwork Orange status, but... I feel like that could have been toned down a bit for the film and it still would have been equally as good, if not better. But yeah, this is a, a very enjoyable film and I feel like it has a lot of replay value. It's one of those films that you can revisit on a regular basis. Oh yeah. I can watch, we just watched this film last week. I could watch it tonight again and enjoy it just as much. You know, that's our show for the night because Gabe and I are going to get put on The Warriors and we'll be doing that for the next hour and a half or however the fuck long this movie is. Yep. So, uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget, check us out on iTunes or Spotify or whatever podcast source you prefer. Subscribe and leave us a rating. And also give us a like on Facebook. Stop it now, turn it off, turn it off, stop it, 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 stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!